hear the hoofbeats coming. The Kentucky Derby is on Saturday. It's Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. Here's a fun trivia question. Name an event, not a natural one, a human-created event that has been going on for at least 150 years. The Kentucky Derby will reach that milestone next year. I spoke to Churchill Downs executive Sarah Contardo about both this year's Derby and the huge milestone on the horizon. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We've got the Kentucky Derby coming up. What is this time of year like for you? This time of year is a lot of long hours, but it's extremely exciting. You know, I don't know many people that get to be a part of a legacy like the Kentucky Derby. So every day is new. You don't really know what to expect um, kind of day in and day out because it, we're really dictated by our customers and what their needs are. So, but it's exciting time to be here at the track. So we've got obviously the 2023 Derby coming up very soon, but we're also looking toward the 2024 Derby, which will be the 150th anniversary I am hard pressed to think of any event that has been going on for 150 years. And uh, there's some big stuff already in the works. You guys are, are planning some big renovations and other stuff. So talk to me a bit about what you have planned uh, for the major anniversary. Well, plans are still in the works as of right now. You know, we we do have the um, renovation of the paddock area of our facility underway, which will be completed for the 150th Derby. But in addition to that, obviously, we will be having a whole bunch of, you know, celebrations and fan experiences leading up to the Derby, um, 150th mm-hmm. celebration. Um you know, we are still finalizing those as, you know, 149 has not happened yet, but you can bet that they'll include, you know, highlighting our history and traditions, really our community involvement to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to celebrate with us, you know, and also really the kind of the global impact of the Derby and and making sure that we're celebrating not only here in the States, but also, you know, across the world. And I know it's, Pretty hard to sum up 150 years in a minute, but uh, what is the core of that story to you of, you know, dating back to 1875 to, to now? If you could try to sum that up, what is that story? Wow. You know, I think it's a story of um, perseverance. It's a story of, you know, dreams coming true. It's a story of, you know, the underdog who, you know, is able to win at the, you know, longest odds, which last year was the second to longest odds with Rich Strike. So, you know, you never know what the Derby is going to hold. And every year is a unique story. And every year you are that winner is a part of history. And and to have your mark kind of be put in in, in the record books is is a pretty phenomenal thing. And to have a sporting event that's been going on for coming up on 150 years is pretty incredible. And consistently run for 150 years. Yeah, right. And if you think of everything the world's been through in that time, that's <laughs> impressive. Um, has the Derby evolved for, you know, our more modern, teched up uh, world, both in you know, in the media sense, technology sense, but also just things are different now? Absolutely. I think, you know, I've been with the Derby about nine years. And even in the amount of time that I've been with the Derby, there's been a dramatic shift. You know, we are now... To a point, you know, not only from a technology standpoint, but from a facility standpoint for, you know, we want to make sure that we're listening to customer feedback. All of our renovations that we've done over the past decade, essentially, have all been based on feedback directly from our customers. Um, And then also us looking at other venues throughout the world to say, you know, sporting, hospitality, um, entertainment spaces, what 
what are customers looking for? What's the next generation looking for? And how do we engage people, meet them where they're at? And that's, you know, creature comforts that we talked today. You know, we have a, a fantastic um, distributed or DAS system that, so your cell phone actually works. <laughs> the technical your cell phone will work at Churchill Downs on Derby Day. You will be able to upload your, you know, Instagrammable moment to Instagram. Um, and then, you know, all the way down to, you know, TVs and wagering and, and things like that that are, are possible today, certainly from the, the changes that we've made. And let's go to the uh, 149th Derby. What are you working on and uh, what are you looking forward to for this one? This year, we will actually open a um, roughly $90 million facility located in our first turn. It has 5,100 reserve seats that are stadium seats that are sold out. We and then additionally 2,000 dining seats on the first floor with walkouts directly to the track rail. And that um, dining seats, we do still have some limited capacity available in there. But I think opening that new facility is obviously a big, a big focus for 149. But we will still have all of our traditional spaces and all of our traditional heritage events happening throughout the day, um, which people have come to know, love, and expect from the Derby. Sports betting has been a part of horse racing since the early days, um, but now sports betting is legal in the U.S. and it's established in more and more places. Has that changed things on your end? I don't. I don't think it's necessarily changed things on our end. I mean, we definitely... I shouldn't say it hasn't changed things. I mean, it, we have a long history in paramutual wagering dating back, I don't know how many years, but a very long time. Obviously, with sports wagering, you know, we feel like there's going to be more eyes that will be now potentially exposed to horse racing who hopefully see what a fun, you know, game it, it, it is to, to wager on. So um, I think from our standpoint, we're looking at it more eyeballs in more more potential fans that um, may discover us through that avenue. Sir Contardo, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Up next, I spoke to Todd Shrupp of FanDuel TV. Todd has been a horse racing broadcaster for more than two decades and is a true romantic about the sport. Even if horse racing is not your thing, you can still get chills listening to him talk about the Derby. We'll have that conversation right after this. Here's what's trending now. You can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. Everything they need to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity. Whether your business generates millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, take advantage of this special financing offer of no payments or interest for six months at netsuite.com frontoffice. That's netsuite.com slash front office. I am joined now by Todd Shrupp, anchor at FanDuel TV. Welcome, Todd. Thanks for having me, Owen. So you are a, you know, someone who's been in the horse racing world uh, for decades. Uh, we've got the Kentucky Derby coming up. What does the Derby mean for you? I, first of all... I you probably don't know this about me, so I'll say it for you and your audience. I cry at most sporting events. <laughs> I'm kind of an emotional person, 
But my first connection to the Kentucky Derby was watching with my father and watching Affirmed sweep the Triple Crown in 1978. It was such a phenomenal story. The 70s were just kind of a glory years of racing on the Triple Crown. We had so many horses, it seemed routine to win the Triple Crown. Little did I know, after Affirmed won it in 1978, it wouldn't happen for nearly another 40 years until American Pharaoh came along. But I remember sitting with my father, watching Affirmed in the Kentucky Derby, go on to win the Preakness, go on to win the Belmont, a teenage rider with Steve Cawthon. But the thing that struck me most was when the horses came out on the track for the Kentucky Derby and they played my old Kentucky home. So to this day, I connect with that. When the horses come out on the track and we get to see them in the post parade for the Kentucky Derby, I get choked up just over the tradition and the pageantry of it all and the amazing history of the Kentucky Derby. There is so much to connect with with this event, and I would argue it is the most difficult thing in all of sports, winning the Triple Crown, because you only get one shot at it. If you have a favorite baseball team, if you have a favorite football team, name a sport. They can come back next year. They can have a heartbreaking loss, come back the next year, and win a championship. That's not the case in horse racing. It starts with the Kentucky Derby. It's only for three-year-olds. It's at a distance they haven't run before, a mile and a quarter. And it's the first of three races over five weeks, challenging them in ways they'll never be challenged. But you only get one shot at it. So I could go on and on about why people connect with the Triple Crown, why they connect with the Kentucky Derby, because there's so much to connect to. But there's something about that moment when they come out on the racetrack that I love the most. Yeah, that's beautiful. And speaking of those connections, the Derby has been going on. I mean, I'm I'm struggling to think of an event put on by human beings that has been going on longer than the Kentucky Derby. It's been happening since the 19th century consistently. How do you like feel and see and even taste and smell that that history when you are at the Kentucky Derby grounds? It, it surrounds you. Um, it's like a blanket when you go there, and that's why I, I tell people, you know, when you go to Kentucky itself, the Commonwealth, it really is the epicenter of thoroughbred racing overall. Um, the breeding farms are there that have produced so many winners. Kentucky breads dominate the Kentucky Derby. There's other states that have had winners. Even Tennessee, going back uh, to the turn of the 20th century, had three winners. Um, so almost every state has been represented with a Kentucky Derby winner, but nobody dominates it like the Commonwealth. And when you go to Kentucky, there's two areas that I love the most in the Commonwealth. One is on the eastern side uh, of Kentucky, and that is Lexington and all the breeding farms around there. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is held in Louisville, as most people know, and that's on the west side of the Commonwealth. And they're two very different experiences. But when you go there, you feel that history around you everywhere. Um, you're talking about a Commonwealth that has had a lot to do with the country and where it's gone uh, since the turn of the Revolutionary War. And so horse racing has been a part of the Commonwealth since the very beginning of our country in a lot of ways, and it happened right there in Kentucky. Um, so when you go to the Kentucky Derby, you feel it because of where you are, whether you're in Louisville, whether you're in Lexington. And that's what I love about the celebration that goes on in Kentucky itself on the first Saturday in May, 
Yes, the race may be over in Louisville, Kentucky, but if you're at Keeneland Racecourse in Lexington, Kentucky, they're open that day and they get a crowd of over 30,000 people at their track that's not running races just to be part of the Kentucky Derby festivities. It's about the lead up to the race. It's about the fashion. It's about the mint juleps. It's about the racing itself. Um, everywhere you go, you're blanketed in that history. And that to me is an important connection, especially in the age that we live in right now. And I wanted to, I'm glad you brought up fashion and mint juleps because I, I do want to get a sense of like, you're, you're walking around on the grounds, you're seeing the people, you're, you're seeing the scenes, the, the food vendors, whatever else. Take us inside that a little bit. If you could give us a little uh, audio tour, maybe of uh, just like, you know, what are people wearing? What are they drinking? Um, just what do you see around you when you're, you're walking around the grounds? It is, I love people watching to begin with. And along the Triple Crown Trail, some of the best people watching takes place and it starts at the Kentucky Derby. But imagine not having to worry about what the outside world thinks. What I've always loved about going to the racetrack, and this is maybe true of golf and other sports, you get away for that time and it seems like the rest of the world doesn't exist. When you're at the Kentucky Derby, you are in your own world and you can leave all inhibitions aside. Um, when it comes to dress, yeah, people have their opinions on, you know, ladies have to look for a hat. Um, but that hat is a personal statement. Um, men dress up, a lot of them in suits. But again, they can be wild interpretations of what kind of suit you want to wear. If you want to wear, and I wore one last year, I wore a, a loud orange, uh, it was almost construction orange blazer. I tried to do something that I wouldn't normally wear under uh, a formal event or anywhere else in the world. Basically at the Kentucky Derby, your imagination is the only thing that holds you back. Whatever you want to wear fashion-wise, louder is better. Um, whatever you want to eat, they've got it there. Whatever you want to drink, and I've seen people drink a lot, <laughs> it's there at the Kentucky Derby. But imagine uh, being away and, and the rest of the world doesn't matter for this six to eight hour experience. From the very first race, there's even two races after the Kentucky Derby, but from the first race to the last race, you're in your own world. And the only thing um, that will ever hold you back is your imagination when it comes to what you want to experience. It's there, and um, it is as unique as any sport out there. When people talk about bucket list events, they list the Super Bowl, the World Series, any number of those championship events, the Kentucky Derby is right there with them, and in my mind, ahead of a lot of those events. I'm glad that the the Derby fits kind of what my imagination was, but I, I don't know, like, you know, you, you kind of get these associations, these images, and is it, or is it that really what happens? Or are people just walking around in a t-shirt and jeans? Um, so glad to know it it fits the the vision. Switching gears a little bit. Um, so you work uh, formerly um, TVG, now FanDuel TV. Uh, just talk to us a little bit about um, what it's meant to change from TVG, which is uh, horse racing, was a horse racing network, to the broader FanDuel TV? Yeah, I think sometimes we have to almost take away the labels. And, and you're right, TVG was solely dedicated to horse racing. Now with FanDuel TV, we're dedicated to all the products that we offer in this global company and this really global changing market when it comes to gambling. But I think it's important to realize that TVG as a horse racing network, when you look at niche networks, for example, 
the Golf Channel, NBA TV, Major League Baseball, NHL. You name a sport that you're interested in, there's a channel dedicated to it. It's important to realize that TVG was one of the first in that market of niche channels dedicated to sports. So when we launched in July of 1999, there was only the Golf Channel and the Tennis Channel, and then it was TVG. So those were the three sports represented. All these other ones came along after, but I bring that up because with that legacy, FanDuel TV is now taking the baton and taking it to the next 25 years and beyond. Um, so it's important, yes, we started out as primarily a horse racing network through those first 20-some uh, years, but we established an outlet that sports fans overall are comfortable going to. And now with FanDuel TV, there's so many great possibilities because of the other sports that we're going to bring in. And for me personally, Owen, I obviously love horse racing. It's the sport I'm passionate about. Um, I want to see more fans um, enjoy horse racing, people who maybe uh, get introduced at the Kentucky Derby and then stay the rest of the year. Uh, FanDuel is giving us that opportunity to create more fans for the sport of horse racing and vice versa, introduce fans of horse racing into the other products that FanDuel has. This is one of the most exciting times, even though I've been around in horse racing most of my adult life, um, even though I've given everything I have to hoping that TVG would work and then it finally arrived and now we're FanDuel TV. I'm as excited as I've ever been 24 years into this because of FanDuel TV and the possibilities that are ahead of us. All right, great stuff. Todd Shrupp, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Owen, great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Leave us a rating or review on the podcast service of your choice and say hi at today at frontofficesports.com. That's today at frontofficesports.com. Shoot us an email. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Owen Poindexter. We'll see you tomorrow.